talk about what each term means to me. And each term is going to talk about non-religious terminology. So let's start with agnostic. What does agnostic mean to me? Agnostic to me means that often the gods and the gods that human beings, many of them believe in, I am uncertain about them because they have a tendency to be human rights violating deities in terms of what I have been exposed to regarding the names of different gods and different gods that are human um, invented and human oriented concepts. And the God of the Bible is no different to me. Um, that God of the Bible tends to be a human rights violating deity. So the God of the Bible and the gods that many people believe in, they tend to be human rights violating deities, human rights abusing deities, and the God of the Bible tends to be human rights abusing deities itself. So that explains my agnosticism when it comes to these concepts that I've read the religious texts and there's numerous numberless cases of human rights violations, human rights abuses that are recorded in scripture and all the other religious texts um, I, I, it's impossible for me to know intimately or have spiritual intimacy with any deity that makes it easy for modern day people to kill without impunity those that the Bible or any of those texts teaches them to see as other. That's why you have atheist discrimination. That's why you have queerphobia, biphobia, transphobia, homophobia, lesbophobia. That's why you have misogyny, and that's why you have adult supremacy and adultism. That's why you have anti-autism sentiments, and that's why you have disability discrimination. Those are some of the many examples that I've told you. So what does being an atheist mean to me? Uh, being an atheist to me means that I do not reject the concept of God or, and or gods if there are scientific evidence and scholarly proof for a God or God. So I'm not opposed to the concept of God as long as it's uh, configurated in truth wisdom and knowledge and facts and 
clarity and discernment and reason, hypotheses, testing for genuine confirmation or you test and it turns out that that is not the case. There has to be some testing because I need to know what is what and what is not what. Who is who and who is not whom, right? So, if I, I don't believe in any god or gods that violate human rights and abuse human rights. I don't believe in any god or gods that makes it easy for people to be put out of their homes, to be made to be homeless, to um, to have to depend on survival sex just to get by, and who get beaten and accosted and robbed on the streets. I, I, I cannot accept any deity who will tell human beings, write these things down in my uh, religious text, knowing that thousands of years later we're still having to globally fight for full humanity as people that we have been taught to see as we're better than the superiority complex. I call it betterism. Um, okay, free thinker. What does a free thinker mean to me? A free thinker is I'm okay with free thinking, unthinking, and thinking critically. I am okay with learning, unlearning, and relearning critically. I'm okay with knowing, unknowing, and re-knowing critically. Critically in this case means well thought out, well put, um, well said, and sound-mindedness, right? So, as a free thinker, I tend to define freedom for myself as human rights honoring, human rights reverence. To me, that's freedom. And I especially apply human rights honoring and human rights reverence when it comes to people that I was taught to see as other by people in the church and ignorant people outside the church, not the ones in it. Okay, what does being a humanist mean to me? For me, being a humanist is about I cannot have fellowship with other people if I don't have fellowship with myself. If I am not having communion with people that I've been taught to be tribalistic to, which I never have been, never will be, then I can't have fellowship with parts of myself that I've been taught to suppress. Um, it's like this. If I've been taught to be unhealthy with my anger, but at the same time I'm, I'm in church being taught be angry but sin not, um, that's unwholesome. That's something I, I, I cannot accept. Because if I can't be constructive with my anger, 
then that's one of the reasons why tribalistic anger happens because people are tribalistic against themselves and unfortunately. So that's what humanism is. So what it means to me to be a non-religious person, I'm gonna make this and I'm gonna say this in plain language. Uh, being non-religious for me means I I never do conservative theology and I never do conservative ideology. I don't even do conservative philosophy. It means that I am non-traditional. I am unconventional. I'm a maverick. I'm a non-conformist. Marching to be my own drum, individualistic person. I think outside the box. I live outside the box. I love outside the box. My lifestyle is my love style, and my love style is my lifestyle. Okay. What does it mean for me to be a rationalist? For me, being a rationalist means I am into logic, facts, data, evidence, statistics, ratios, science, research, reading, uh, scholarship, academia, um, reading comprehension. Uh, I'm into all the intellectual virtues. I'm into intellectualism. Uh, I'm public intellectual. That's what I consider myself. I am into reason and um, I'm into mental health wellness and I'm into thinking things through clearly, clearness, clear, you know, very clear. Um, I'm into human intelligence, uh, human memory, human cognition, and human cognitive function. And all those things are good and wholesome when it comes to me because I use those things to better the lives of other people, especially people that are different than me in terms of thinking and living and loving, and not just myself. Okay, what does it mean for me to be a skeptic? Let's talk about it. For me to be a skeptic, it means that I'm not quick to accept something just because traditionalism says so, because of what archaic-minded people have to say, because of what ancient-hearted people have to say. I'm more of, okay, what do the trained professionals have to say about this? These people went to school. And they get paid to be honest with us, with the public, about what's going on with these words and religious texts and religious ritualism and ritualism of society and what society says throughout its books. And so I am all for updating my convictions, my beliefs, my opinions, and my outlooks on life in the light of overwhelmingly beautiful evidence. There's no such thing as rigidity when it comes to me. Um, I am capable of 
keeping my mind unchanged when it comes to you have to be a kind person you have to be a respectful person you have to have healthy boundaries you have to be whole and wholesome clearly those are things that i'll never change my mind on so that's healthy rigid but i'm for the most part i don't do rigid I don't do I don't do unhealthy ritual where okay it's been obviously proven wrong but I'm still gonna hold on to it no that's no different than people who have been taught to be racist and obviously there's overwhelming evidence that racism is wrong but I still want to be racist no no that's not me uh lastly I am a secularist. What does that mean for me to be secular? It means that I make no distinction between secular and sacred. I don't apply religiosity to the term sacred. What I do is I say, you know what? Sacred to me means urgency, emergency, importance, um, essential, indispensable. That's what sacred means. And there is no religion on that term. And I use it also because kindness is sacred. Something we all should be living out. Uh, Self-respect and respecting others. Clearly that's sacred. Notice I'm using everybody when it comes to what I'm saying about the word sacred. There is no, well, it's just me living out this sacredness. No, we all should be compassionate. We all should be thoughtful consideration when it comes to not just ourselves, but the people, especially the ones we've been taught to see as others. So the flesh is not bad. It's all about how you see and treat your own flesh, how you see and treat the fleshes of others. Okay? Maybe sin is not always the right word to use. We need to use the word, you know, mishaps more and sin less. Because to me, sin is more of a... Sin is like... I think it's sin. Honestly, it's heavy crimes like serial killing or raping or um, purposely trying to be a homewrecker when it comes to somebody else's marriage or life partnership of a committed kind. And you know that they're married, but you don't give a fuck. You're just like, all right, I'm going to sleep with as many people's spouses or unmarried life partners as I can. Fuck. Now, to me, that sin sin is more you are purposely trying to destroy human communities, human family, human friendships, human co-worker, colleague relationships. Like, you are just really trying your best to be as evil as you possibly can to be that sin most people are not that most people it's mishaps it's mistakes i did not mean to cause you harm and i'm capable of giving you a genuine apology not an insincere one 
and I'm doing everything I can to make it up to you. I'm going above and beyond to not be what I once was in terms of that, in terms of showing that mistake. I'm like, okay, I, I'm not my mistakes. My mistakes are not me, but at the same time, either way, I caused you harm. There's no getting around that, but let me make it up to you. Even if you don't forgive me, I'm still going to see you positive. Now that is how most people are. Most people are not snapped or the TV series or sequels to power. Most people are not vicious cutthroat people. Most people are not deserving of a human-invented, human-oriented concept called hell. So I think in religion, we the, sin, the term sin is used way too liberally, way too much. And I think we should not use it so much. Um, and so a lot of people are wondering, didn't you do episodes in the past where you talk about you being a secular Jesus follower and agnostic theist? Yes, I did. They're like, so what are your stances on that now? And I would say, Christ-likeness is not just for faith-based people. The term Christ-likeness has been used so religiously that even a lot of secular people don't like to use those words in terms of themselves. I tend to define those terms differently. Um, For me, it means that I tend to hmm. I tend to look at life as Christ likenesses for everybody, right? I had to really think about what I said. That's why it took me a minute to say what I'm saying now. But Christ-likeness is about self-empathy and empathy toward others. Um, it's about self-endearment and endearment toward others. And you know you're Christ-like when you have empathy for people who don't think like you, don't live like you, or don't love like you. And you know that you have endearment towards people who don't who don't think like you, live like you, love like you. That's endearment. So that's what Christ likeness means. It basically means inner beauty within myself that I display toward others, especially those I've been taught to see as others. So notice there's no religion to what I said. There's no piety to what I said. So I've had to reclaim words like what if the word is fine, but the definitions tend to be bigoted, prejudicial, discriminatory, and elitist, favoritist, nihilistic, right? And I had to rethink those things. And 
and that's what has um, that's how I tend to define things like I think many people ask me about is it possible that there's a God it's possible um do I fully understand the reality oh I'm not do I define, do I understand, fully understand the concept of God or God? No, I don't. Um, true intellectuals possess intellectual humility. We honor our intellectual limitations while at the same time using our intellectual limitations to, as a tool to help us be more and more humble and grateful people. Not gonna know, I don't know everything, I don't have all the answers, and I don't even want to be God. I don't want to be God. I want to be fully human. I don't want to be superhuman. Um, I'm okay with not being the savior of the world. I don't want to be. I want to be holistic as a human. And I think about how for myself, um, some people ask me in the Christian world, even though I believe more about Jesus, and I would say that maybe the concept of Jesus may have been misdefined. Maybe we have used uh, Jesus to shun people who have experiences that we don't understand because we never had them. So maybe the concept of Jesus is innocent, but it has been misdirected. Um, and we've made it mythic instead of making it a reality that can be globally understood by people who are different. So, it's like, for me as agnostic theists, um, I can't rule out God or gods 100% because I don't know what life is like in terms of having all the answers or having all the facts because I don't um, I don't know what happens when you die I don't know what will happen to me when I die because of that that's what makes me not rule out 100% God or God has there been definitions of God or gods that are abhorrent and appalling? Yes. Uh, the concept of God and genocide. God is supposed to be love. You can't reconcile love with genocide. You 
can't kill masses of people and say that you are a compassionate, empathic God. Genocide is a human rights violation. If you don't believe me, research the United Nations and they'll gladly tell you that genocide is a human rights violation. So, there's a duality in my life between agnosticism and theism. How do I define theism for myself? It means that the possibility may be there. But I can't 100% confirm it or 100% deny it because I don't know. There are things I don't know about why certain people somehow they were about to be in an accident but some stranger saved them in the nick of time and they don't remember how they got home even though they were drunk they wake up at home in their bed and they're in good health I don't know how that happens a lot of faith-based people say miracles I'd be like is that the right word or is the reality good maybe the word is not that or maybe the word is that I don't know I just know that something that was one out of ten or one out of a hundred happened to that person so that's what makes me not rule out 100% supernaturalism or miracles I'm like it could be that or the words may be wrong or maybe there's no word for it I don't know um, as for like a Christ figure, um, I'm thinking deeply when I say these things. I can't 100% rule that out because I wasn't around when these Christ figures were said to exist. Maybe they were around. I don't know. Maybe it's Christ figure the right turn to call them. Maybe call something different. Maybe there's no word for it. I don't know. Um, I don't like the definition of Jesus being anti-Semitic because of what I read in the Bible, calling a woman, you know, it's not right to toss the women. I don't, I don't want to misquote the Bible if I don't have to because I know there's readers listening intently when they listen to the podcast. Uh, this is what Jesus is alleged to have said. I say alleged because I have a tough time believing he actually said this. It is not right to take the children's bread and toss it to the dogs. I'm like, in the modern era, the rest, the usage of the word dog and talk to a woman, you're basically calling her a bitch. I'm just like, no, Jesus, supposed to be the champion of women, these Bible writers didn't get that right, no, no, I get the point he was trying to make, he was basically talking about, it's okay to be humble and submit yourself to 
what you stand in need of in wholesome ways. I was just like, why not just say that? And then the word submit, humbly so, back to be misogynistic in the way that um, you talk to a woman to gotta maybe not say those words, maybe say different words. But yeah, I just their definition of Jesus, I just disagree with. I'm like, I don't mind the concept of Christ figure or deity. I just have a problem with how those things been defined. Those things are used to basically cause body image issues. Um, ca- uh, character wickedness. I'm just like, it, I'm not opposed to concepts that can't be proven by science and scholarship. Then that leads me to truth and knowledge, not belief and faith. I want to know so I don't have to believe. I want truth so I don't have to have faith. You know what I mean? What that means is, and I need believers to really listen to me. Because if I know, there's no doubt. If I have truth, I don't have to keep hoping in it because truth confirms itself. Knowledge authenticates itself. So that's why I feel the way that I feel on, on these things. And so I have extraordinary definitions for agnostic, atheist, freethinker, humanist, non-religious, rationalist, skeptic, secularist, Christ-like, even God-like for myself. And I've taken all of the religion out, all of the piety out, all of the conservative theology out, all of the conservative ideology out, and all the conservative philosophy out. That's all I wanted to say. And uh, this officially be my last religion episode for one month of July 24th. We're going to pick up once again to discuss this. I just want to say thank you for healing, helping me heal the religious wounds with me.